0: Good morning, everybody. It's Dyslexia Coffee Talk. Ashley is not on camera because of the massive amount of technical difficulties we've had this morning. But here is Enid, and we are live with Tiffany James of Nessie. Thank you for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me.
2: We're so happy to have you today.
1: I'm so glad to be here.
2: And you're—we were just saying you're in the UK, so it's nighttime there.
1: It's nighttime here. It's dark. It's dark here. Yeah, the, yeah. Everybody's had their dinner and. Uh... I have my tea, though.
2: I know. we love it. So even though it's nighttime and it's morning, we're still drinking coffee together and talking yeah. about important issues. So yeah. we're so happy that you made it here today. And um, we wanted you to start with uh, talking about the movie Michael.
1: Oh, OK. Well, um, the, the movie Michael, is it, it turned out really well. We're really, really pleased with it. It is the story of Mike and his mother and um what happened with mike is he was an eight-year-old boy who couldn't read he couldn't spell his own name and he was starting to um really show a lot of distress you 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 can see it if you see the movie you'll see a little bit of of, uh, how that's just been described to me but he um he was starting to have fights at school he was getting bullied and he was fighting back um he he got asked to leave four schools i'm not gonna say thrown out but they they strongly advised him to. uh, asked him, asked his mother to leave. So Pat, she is, she's a math teacher. And what Pat did is uh, she got, she got him assessed, found out he has dyslexia. Mm-hmm. And uh, there, there weren't any resources for dyslexia. So she trained, she got herself trained. She, she came over to the States. Um, she got herself uh, trained in this country and then she took him home and homeschooled him. She, mm-hmm. she homeschooled him about a year, maybe a year and a half, something like that. Sent him back to school and he was at the top of the class. And he stayed at the top of the class all through school. And um, he even graduated at the top of his class in law school. So wow. he went from a boy that couldn't spell his name to uh, someone who graduated from from law school. So a lot of the movie is, is their story. It's, it's between a mother and a son. And it's um, it's about a passionate mother. Mm-hmm. She's just like a lioness. She is She is going to figure... She doesn't know what to do, but she's going right. to figure it out. She's, mm-hmm. There was not a question in her mind that she was going to stand up for her child, figure out what to do, and, and make it happen. And she really did. So she went on to form the Bristol Dyslexia Center. And the way that evolved is parents started to call her and say, can you, help my, can you help my son or my daughter? And she started around her kitchen table, and it grew oh, and good. grew and grew and grew. to um, it's, a, you know, it's a building next door, a five-story building right next to the one where I am right now. And then that grew into a school, that that grew into the Belgrave school. So Mike, he finished law school. In between law school, he was supposed to go to London to um, uh, do do training to be a barrister or apprentice as a barrister. Mm -hmm. And so he was here in the summer and um, helping his mom out at the center just by answering the phone in the office, the very busy phone. And uh, parents were calling, especially mothers, but parents were calling and they were crying. And it just brought Mm -hmm. back to him that... Mm -hmm. the the pain and that I mean he really he really says I was damaged I was damaged by school so it brought it back to him and he said this is not what I'm supposed to do I'm not supposed to be a lawyer Mm. um went back and trained as a dyslexia specialist then and then he wound up yeah I wound up teaching at um at the center for about 10 years so that's Mm. the story of of Michael um it, we were approached by some um, some filmmakers that had uh, had, had just finished um, an award winning film that came from a best selling book, and that hmm. was a, a story about a, a boy. It was not a story about a boy with dyslexia necessarily, but the, the character in the book do, did did have or does have dyslexia because it's a um, an autobiography of the author and the author is dyslexic. So, okay. this dyslexic author. Really wanted to give back the, to the dyslexia community and the children in the United Kingdom, and so he went in search of a project where um, he and his partner could um, share their uh, their gifts and talents and um, and make something wonderful. And uh, they happened upon uh, upon us, so uh, so we were introduced to them at a fundraiser somewhere, and it just kind of went from went from there. So, but it's a fantastic movie. Many of the people that worked on it are dyslexic. So many of the crew, um, a couple of the actors. So it was, just, it was just just wonderful just to work with the um, hair and makeup uh, people. Mm-hmm. And then just, you know, we'd go there to be kind of educational consultants while they were filming and they would tell us their stories of themselves and their children.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: uh, so it was just a, just a great thing. And I, I, I hope that it, um, I hope that it touches people.
2: Yeah, well, I, I know it does. I spoke with someone who was at the IDA when you previewed it there, I think, and um, com- con- conference. And they said that there was not a dry eye in the house. They said it was extremely moving and it touched everybody that was there in the room. And so I know that it's, it's going to have a profound impact. And I think it's so important that we tell that story because it does stay with you. I mean, I know I was that child in school as well. And um, it really does for a long time. I mean, those things don't just go away that, you know, and I it was interesting because Dean Braganier brought up when he was on the show about how sometimes, um, I think it was Dean or it was Jake, um, but they said something to the effect of sometimes it's very subtle, like, what you're not done yet, or the the messages yeah. get right, and so instead of saying, "Hey, do you need a little more time?" You know, mm-hmm. um, and so kids internalize that, and they internalize mm-hmm. every little time they get a message like that. Um, and I think that's kind of probably what you know, Mike probably felt a lot of too. Uh,
1: probably, probably so. And and all you know, children have different experiences all over all over the world, and even you know, just. Uh, e- even within the same school, and so it's not as extreme as it was for Mike for, for a lot of kids. I can see where it would be more subtle. Like for right. for me, I wasn't allowed into a um, a vocabulary class or a, it was a, some kind of a some kind of a vocabulary or um, a word study class or something in in high school. And the teacher came to me and said, "I just don't think this is the right fit for you." Mm-hmm. And, and then the uh, testing came out the the standardized testing. Yeah, and he came back to me later, and he said, "Oh, I am so sorry. I didn't realize you, you had a, an IQ that high, and that right. you know you're, you're, but I was spelling it at the level of a third grader.
2: Interesting, but I yeah.
1: IQ. And and then he he did allow me into the class, and um, actually became a student <laughs> a student a student a student uh, aid, and I wound up organizing all of the the games for the school you know, for one wow. period all through high school. So he, he, he did try to make it up to me, but that was a yeah, valuable It was, subtle. It was just, it. oh, I just don't think this is the
2: right fit for you. I right. Think- <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I found out late in life that I was tracked all throughout school and that I was on the low track. And it wasn't yeah. until, until an, I was an adult that one of my best friends said, you know, you were, you were on the low track. And I was never allowed to be in any of the um, advanced placement classes, but yeah. all of my friends were in advanced placement classes. So I gravitated towards people who were in those classes and, you know, learned that way. Yeah. And then I didn't, wasn't allowed to I wasn't even allowed to go into advanced placement English when English was my strength. So it is interesting how, um, you know, how kids can be put into that little box and how, but when they're not, you know, the, the beauty of it. And then what you've seen that at the, the school. Over and over and yeah.
1: over. I think that goes back again to, you know, one of the main points is teacher training. is you know, they don't, it, it's not like, like that teacher that worked with me. He wasn't trying to, to, there was no malice involved. Oh, of
2: course. He yes. didn't know.
1: He had no yes. idea. He exactly. He didn't know what to look for. He didn't know how to recognize. He didn't know right. what was going on with me. And it wasn't until he saw the testing in black and white right. that mm-hmm. he he thought, oh, I oh, yeah. missed something here. Something is, Yeah. So they exactly. just yeah. So many. I'm not gonna say all teachers, but many teachers mm-hmm. haven't had the benefit of, of being instructed during the during their teacher training courses. So they don't know.
2: Exactly, exactly, and that's one of the things that I know that both that we're all passionate about changing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and so um, we're really excited. I have to um, say today to announce that um, Silver Linings uh, and uh, Nessie are co-sponsoring a really exciting fundraiser in um sacramento california at the crest theater which is a really special place um and 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 bringing uh the it's the world premiere of um michael so, so excited
1: yeah really really <laughs> okay. excited about it yeah yeah gonna be the first time that it's gonna uh, be shown in a in a theater like that yeah so we're really really excited about it and so excited to partner with you guys we um we feel like we share a real ethos with you, for, with um, you know, your, your passion for uh, working with kids with trauma and kindness and, and all of those things. And just early intervention and good, solid teaching. We, ha- we share a lot of the same thoughts. So we're, we're really glad to partner with you. And Thank show you yeah, there. Yeah. And we can't wait. I'm yeah, so- you keep talking. I w- there's a message that came in. And I just wanted to read it. And you keep talking. I mean, it didn't come in here. It came just through on my phone. And you okay. keep talking, and I'm gonna try I'm gonna try to see if I can get it to just read it out loud. Just because okay. it was, it pertained to Michael, so
2: what? oh uh uh oh for a second. Um oh, she was saying you keep talking because she wanted us to keep talking because she's gonna look and come back, I think. Okay, well, oh. I don't know. Okay, so <laughs> you're here with me. I was thinking for a second, it was a little weird because I knew you were there. It's so weird to not have you as part of the conversation. And I know it's like, so anyway, so I'm glad that, yeah, okay. Obviously
1: I can't do that because it just turned <laughs> it off, but I, I, I'll just paraphrase it. It was, it was from Bosnia. Oh. And, uh, they were saying that, um, please tell me when the movie is going to come out because my child is um, in so much trouble at school that they are about to to uh, make him leave the school. Oh. And I think if I bought a t- uh, tickets for all the professors, that it, it might change their minds and my son may get to stay at school. So that was the message that came in. So I just thought that was interesting. It was, we were talking about Michael and,
2: uh, that is beautiful
1: coming in from Bosnia. So
2: mm, I love that. Yeah. No. And the, um, the, the, the fundraiser is going to benefit two nonprofits. So it will benefit, um, dyslexia initiative, this nonprofit, as well as the dyslexia world trust, which is your nonprofit. Right. Um, and so, tell us a little bit about that, though the the Dyslexia World Trust and everything that they've done. So, the dyslexia,
1: yeah, the Dyslexia Trust was founded by Pat Jones, so Mike's mother that we talked about that um, founded the Dyslexia Center, and she um, she founded it. I, I think it's about twenty years ago now. I'd have to look it up, but she it's been around for a long time. But the the our our objective with the trust is to get tutoring to kids. Who whose families cannot afford to to get them tutoring, so we want the money to go straight to kids. And sometimes we pay it straight to a to a tutor. Sometimes we partner with with tutors around the world, or we um or we work straight with the family, and the family goes to a tutor. So we just want kids that can't afford it to get tutoring and get it right away, because getting you know getting help right away is is key. Not delaying and. Uh, you know, even if we can just help a few, we're helping we're helping a few get what they need and get it right away. So that's love
2: people- it so much. And I love that the attitude, of, even if we're only helping a few, because we have to start somewhere. We have to start somewhere. And, and the more that, you know, um, your foundation does and different different groups do to support children. And, you know, the more more people get involved in that. and We do more fundraisers like this, the more we're going to be allowed, you know, able to do that for more people. So it, it's. Yeah. So exciting. So. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah.
0: We, go ahead.
2: I, I'm sorry. Because <laughs> no, 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 no. you can't see
0: me, but I no, am. No, no, no. Um, I, wanted, I wanted to sort of kind of make it public what some of the plans are with the Dyslexia Initiative, because we've never actually talked about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been working on this for so long, just trying to get to this point, And it's not information that we've shared on on any medium, really. But um, we're so excited to 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 work with everybody and be a part of this fundraiser. Um, so I think a lot of people know that we turned the Dyslexia Initiative into a nonprofit over the summer of 2019. We don't have any money yet. <laughs> one of the, you know we've we've been pretty loud about the fact that our intention is to educate and empower the parent. Right. And we've been trying to share as much information as we can and trying to be the bridge from a lot of the science and a lot of the, the hard to grasp information and make it far more accessible to the parent. But in doing that, what we also know is that there's only a small portion of the population within the dyslexic community that can afford advocates. Yeah. And for those of us that can afford advocates, that can, you know, that, that helps move the the bar a little bit for our kids it's not perfect yet and that's one thing we all need to work on as a community but while we're working on that together as a community what we want to do is start paying for advocates for those people that cannot afford advocates
1: that's a, that's an awesome uh, mission and and you guys uh, when i i hope i didn't speak over you did i talk no about
0: no no, no, okay, no sorry
1: when uh when i think of you guys i think of you guys as very parent focused that's how i see it from this side of it it seems that that is your um just just kind of your mission is to really be a voice for uh parents and help lead them in, in the right direction are you guys planning on doing anything like a helpline or um anything in that
0: we, genre? we we've talked about a helpline um that stuff <laughs> so we have this app where we sort of maintain to do things ideas, et cetera. And somebody did bring up having a helpline during this past year. And it's, it's on our list of things to do. That's a little bit of a down the road thing. There's a lot that we have to figure out, but like one of our leaders was in the port was in Portland for the IDA conference and IDA approached us and asked us to create teacher scholarships we, like you with your foundation, we would like to create scholarships for people to be able to access tutoring.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, we want to start paying for advocates. As we evolve that, we want to reach a point where we're paying for due process. Um, you know, in the state of Texas, due process under 504 is $25,000 to $50,000. Yeah. Wow. Well,
1: you know, I did not know the cost. Wow. That's incredible.
0: Right. Um, yeah. there was
2: a testimony <laughs> at Ashley, sorry, I don't mean to, to speak over you, but but it brings up an important issue because when working in education, when I was in education, you hear all the time, well, they're not going to sue. They're not right. going to sue, so we don't really have to worry about them, right? So I kind of wonder, too, if we're going to need to have so many due process cases if we have more advocates, because if there's more advocates going out, there's going to be less need in a way. I mean, it's just an interesting thing to think about. Yeah, so by,
1: think, yeah, it changes
2: a whole dynamic of <laughs> they can't fight for themselves, so we don't have to worry about them, right? And so, yeah, the
0: primary, and so, yeah. The primary purpose in paying for the advocates is I feel very strongly that it moves the battlefront because it takes it out from just the, this, the smaller portion of the population that can afford to take the advocates into yeah. the school right. to... Yeah potentially everybody within the community. And as you empower people to truly fight the system, the school's going to, or, you know, I shouldn't say school, the educational establishment is going to have to stand up and say, oh, wait, you have an entire community fighting us, not a small population of this community.
2: Exactly. So the more people that are able to fight, the more that they're, they're they say, we don't want this. They did It happened in the, when, when we saw this happened with parents with children with autism, right? Same thing. You get them in numbers coming and saying, we're gonna fight, we're gonna fight, we're gonna fight. Okay, wait a minute, maybe we'll just change everything so we don't have to keep dealing with these advocates and things yeah. started to change. So it's right. very, and so now it changes the playing field, Ashley, right? right? You know, that's what we're saying. <laughs> yeah. So so that's,
0: that's our intention. So this is us being public with this is where this is a big passion of ours. The entire board is committed to it. Our whole leadership is committed to it. And we're excited that this fundraiser exists to help put us on that path to start to move the battlefront. So thank you both.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, we're well, very thank
0: you,
1: for, thank you for what you what you do. I mean, you, you guys are kind of the go-to people for um, information about all those things that you guys know know really probably more than you want to know about, like five hundred fours and IEPs. You probably know a lot more than you want to know. But we're kind of a clearinghouse for people asking for um, information. So we get we get hundreds. I don't know, I have to count it up. Hundreds a week, maybe I don't know how many hundreds a week of people writing us. They're either messaging through Facebook or they're um, they're calling one of the two call centers or they're emailing. And a little bit on Twitter and Instagram, but we get so many. And what we can do is we can send people to to, to your Facebook to look for information if it has to do with, with um, parent advocacy or mm-hmm. IEPs or... Uh, 504s. And then, you know, when they're Australians, we send them to Dyslexia Victoria Sport because they do that so well. So mm-hmm. it's a great resource for us to, to be able to know what to do with people, just like the lady from Bosnia. You're not going to be able to help her. But, you know, those kind of comments come in all the time. And if they're American comments um, and they're in your part of the world, we like to send them your way uh, because you guys know what to do. And that's mm-hmm. not our specialty, for sure.
2: No, but, but what... I was going to say, uh, Nessie has so many incredible resources as well. So that is your specialty. I've before I I met you and um, you know and found out more about even the, the tutoring. I used Nessie's resources for you know several years, and um, so yeah, it's very. The, I hear that from parents all the time. What a great source you are for resources.
1: That's our yeah. That's our. I mean, we're educationalists. So that's our thing is uh, mm-hmm. is creating is creating content. Um, for young, for, really for young children, we, we focus on, on children that are, that are quite young. We've got, um, so we're working on Harry Phonological now, which is really coming out so cool. It is, uh, we started working with uh, Yakov Petzer from the Florida Center for Reading Research. So he kind of advised us in the beginning. He's still kind of working with our data a little bit. And um, it's, just, it's just coming out so great. And then we also have, we're working with Chris Wooden on um, Nessie mm-hmm. Numbersense. So, yeah, so the, and that's also the, the earliest, we're in the earliest phases of Number Sense, so it's for quite young children. It'll go up to, to older children, but we're, mm-hmm. we have a really young, young child focus in the office right now. We're working with those four, just kind of four to six year old range, age range.
0: That was actually a question that came up on our page um, when we first announced that we were going to have you on, Tiffany. That was a question that came up as they said, please tell us when the Chris Wooden Nessie piece is coming out.
1: Yeah, we, we get that question a lot. I even got that somebody uh, messaged messaged me last night, I think. Um, the first two two apps are about to be released, we think maybe April-ish. So they are standalone apps. Now, I, if you know anything about reading and spelling, it's quite a big program, so it, uh, there's a difference between the apps and 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 the online program okay. so it's, it's it's just a little snippet the apps are just a little snippet but the first two we're hoping april and we're hoping for a, a chunk of the program to be ready by the end of the year probably that it's going to be concentrated on the the that lower age range again so it just it it just takes them a lot of time to work through it but um, uh, we love to have Chris when he's we love to have him here because it's awesome. there in the creative room. So we've got Chris and we have the developers oh, and we have Mike and we have all the artists and they're coming up with all kinds of great things. And it's it's fantastic. That's and it's so really funny and you guys or, um especially Enid would probably identify with this because because uh, actually your background is, is not teaching. Right. It's something else.
0: Right. No. Yes. I have. I've spent my entire career in business. So I I thought
1: you were, I thought it was law or something like that. So
0: it's, I do. Yeah. I do negotiation. So procurement contracts um, and negotiations. That's what I've spent the last 10 years doing.
2: (laughs) Which cool. actually plays in really nicely to, to, advocacy. It helps. Yeah. I mean, that's but. what, I
1: mean, you guys know what you're talking about. So when people call and ask me that, I don't know. I, say, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know the answers. Or I don't, I don't, I mean, I'm, I know a little, but not enough to, I, I wouldn't yeah. want to advise. I want to, if I'm going to give somebody advice, I really want to feel like I know my subject matter. Well, I'd rather send them to somebody that knows what they're talking about. So anyway, send it there. But, but the, this is something that Enid might identify. So they're they're working in the office until you've got like, so you've got like the educationalists in the office. So You have Mike there, oh Mike there. So might be yak off there, yak off Petzer, and then you have like the developers and the artists, and they're just looking at them like, huh? <laughs> like, you know, all this talking's going on, and they're trying to what the developers oh, the it. developers are going. What? <laughs> you know, that's that's, what? You guys are speaking Greek, and then the <sighs> developers talk.
2: And then we go, what? Yeah, exactly. Oh, I can totally understand. Yep, that must be so much fun. And I'm getting, there's, I was looking at comments too. Somebody says, love wooden. Another comment right here that says, my son has used Nessie for two years and it's amazing and affordable. He is using Writing Beach currently and it is exactly what he has needed for his mechanics. So... um, Can you tell us a little bit about Writing Beach because Writing There's such a need out there for things for writing. There's just not a lot out there.
1: Well, you know, I guess Writing Beach it would it would, would be it would be more in the realm of, of grammar, um, kind of morphology. It's it's sort of in that realm. It's it's for children that are seven and up. So it is uh, if you, when you're putting a child on Nessie, you certainly don't put them right into Writing Beach if you're starting with a young child. So it's right. a, a child that has some knowledge under their belt. Um, I, we'd say a minimum of, minimum of seven, but it's covering those, those things. It's covering grammar, it's covering punctuation, parts of speech, and it does it in the Nessie way. So it's with the fun videos and
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, kind of comical fun, fun ways to do it. And then games, uh, it has a lot of, one thing about writing beach, and uh, there are some teachers that really enjoy this is it has a lot of good printable materials with it
2: mm-hmm. so, uh, right. worksheets
1: and kind of, um, yeah, a, yes. a lot of yes. supporting materials that you can print out.
2: I like so that well, one. And it's so important that you bring up the grammar and the parts of speech and all the punctuation, and all that stuff, mm-hmm. because we really take for granted that students get this. And it's not mm-hmm. the student's fault, but what happens is it's taught to them. I had, a, I had a really interesting situation happen the other day, a new student. And mom said, I need to let you know that he shows a lot of regression. OK, this is a kid I've worked with for a whole week, and he's not he's progressed very quickly and he's learning things yeah. very quickly. I said, Question: Whether he actually shows a lot of regression, or yeah. if he's being taught in a way that he can make right. an emotional attachment to it and actually, right? Yes. right? And so, yeah. So, it's it, yeah, so important. And what the other thing I wanted to bring up is that it's it's de- reading is not just decoding, and we talk a lot about decoding and phonological awareness and everything. Yeah, but it's it's the the language, the vocabulary, right. the language. Is, so, is such an, another part of it that sometimes gets left out. When we talk about structured literacy, that's what we're talking about. So, right,
1: exactly. And I, that is something that people, uh, you know, there's a lot of misconception about in this country, for sure, mm-hmm. is, you know, there's, they talk about the reading wars and they think it's just phonics. And it, it really mm-hmm. isn't just, pho- I mean, phonics is the foundation and you have to have phonological awareness and phonics there. And that needs to be solid and they need to know how to do that. But you have to add the other pillars on. So you have exactly. to add all of all of those things that we just talked about plus mm-hmm. fluency and then exactly. and then comprehension will come. Exactly. As comprehension comes. Exactly. And you have those other pieces in place. Exactly. So we, it, it doesn't make any sense to start with comprehension and work backwards. It no. just it no. never it doesn't work that way. You've got to you've got to build your way up.
2: That and is just, a good point. Yes. Yeah,
1: when when people say, well, phonics is just doesn't work. A lot of times I find here in this in this culture is that they think phonics is just a phoneme and a graphene, or they just think mm-hmm. it's a letter sound and a letter. Mm-hmm. And that that they think it's that, and then maybe maybe a little sounding out, mm-hmm. like, like a little CVC sounding out. Mm-hmm. And they think that's phonics, and, and yeah. it didn't work for their kid because they know that, and they still can't read. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. Right.
2: <laughs> Gotta go right. From that. right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't have the vocabulary. It doesn't have the understanding of the structure. Right. There's so many. There's so many other levels. And um, right.
1: I mean, yeah, you teach right. them how to break those words apart, and and the etymology of the words, and you just yeah. keep building and building, and and they keep learning and learning.
2: Exactly yeah. correct. And I want to say one more thing about that one comment was when she yeah. said it's extremely um, affordable. Truly, I want to say to everyone out there because I highly, 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 highly recommend Nessie for. Early intervention. I mean, if you are even remotely concerned that your child might be dyslexic because they had a lot of ear, in, I mean, and I know, not, or might have reading challenges yeah. either because of a lot of ear infections or because dyslexia is genetic in the family or because, you know, the, the older sibling has it, you know, for any of those reasons, and you say there's a possibility that this, this child might struggle, I highly recommend Nessie because it truly is a trip to Starbucks. It's $12 a month, <laughs> you know? and so I say like, that's a trip to Starbucks, and you know, I know that it's something that I wanna really stress that because you have made it so accessible to so many people. I'm so excited I'm spilling my coffee, um, but you have, you've made it so accessible to so many people, and it's so important early on, and what I love about Nessie, when you um, gave me the trial to try it and to see what it was all about, is that there is a really brilliant um, assessment piece included. And what I was just saying about these students when we're like, oh, they didn't get it. Like, well, well, because it wasn't, you, you know, for whatever reason, they didn't. So we've got to keep going back and checking. And the problem with a lot of these, what's happening today with kids either showing regression or not progressing is that we're not going back and checking for mastering. Yeah. And then,
0: yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. Well, and making sure they have mastery. And right. that's what I really like about Nessie because if Nessie, if you're moving along, because sometimes you can kind of get it for a couple days and then not quite have it. Right. Yeah. Right? It takes
1: a lot of repetition yeah. sometimes. Exactly. For yeah.
2: so, so to then go along and be like, oops, well, they don't totally have mastery. Let's take them back to the learning part of it again, make yeah. sure they get mastery, and then take them through it and then fill the next hole. Yeah. And I, Love that and I can't stress enough how important that is in any program, but um, specifically, I love that it's the early intervention piece. It's easy to use. The kids get to name a monkey. It's their monkey. <laughs> I mean, they love the monkey. They get to, and I love that they get to yes, own, well. not own the monkey. <laughs> yeah. You know, they have ownership yeah. with the whole the game. And and that you know it's just so I know I can go on and on, but I really truly um, it's such an important thing for early intervention. It really I mean it's important for any of the programs and any of the things that you have to provide, but um, it would be such an easy way to really help those kids be you know more prepared when they enter kindergarten.
1: Oh so, well, yeah, we, I mean that's and and we we keep we truly do try to keep it. I, I, They're probably probably anyone that owns a business or you'll probably find lots of it. But we I really mean that from the heart. We really try to keep it at at a price that's affordable and we can still pay our people and Mm -hmm. have our servers and do all of that. So we 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 make a conscious effort to keep it so that because it is our personal passion, Mike and I, that kids learn to read. And, you Mm -hmm. know, and we really don't care. If, if I mean, um, I'd love for them to use ours. We, we, and we think it's a great program, but if we would love for them to use Wilson or Barton or uh, something mm-hmm. that a tutor designs as long as it's good structured literacy or, or anything. We mm-hmm. just want kids to learn to read and we want to try to keep kids from having all that emotional baggage that comes along from being a dyslexic kid in the school system because we both were. And uh, mm-hmm. and we have children, and we and we and and we we both have worked with so many hundreds of children and families that we see the pain that it that it causes, mm-hmm. and it's still causing. So we really want kids to just learn how to read. Yeah. I was going to tell you about the that um, when you're talking about Nessie and the way that it, it assesses, it's it, there are two ways you can set it up, and you you've probably figured this out. But there's a tutor uh, mm-hmm. you can set it up in target mode, which mm-hmm. which. Um, monitors the kids progress and then takes them through just tries to fill in the things that they need to work on and then spirals back and makes sure they have it or you can set it on tutor mode and then the tutor decides what they're going to work on and there's a reason why we did it that way is because when we when we brought it into schools our intention was is so that a teacher that that wasn't trained and wasn't a specialist or a teacher's aide or Uh, could just, could just run it without any, I mean, they don't even have to, we've done some testing and they don't even have to really do anything, but make sure the child kids log on Mm -hmm. and it takes it through and it gets them in a path with filling in the things that they need. But we didn't want to take it away uh, the ability for a professional like you to say, well, I know this Mm -hmm. child needs more of this and this is what we're going to focus on this day. So that's why. So when you go in, you can change it back and forth.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love, and that's great for any program to have some flexibility because just like all children, all teachers are different. Yeah. So we need to be able to be flexible in our teaching styles as well. So I love that you give that, you know, you have that ability with that. So yeah, it's a great,
1: we, a great and, you know, we feel pretty strongly about just teaching being individualized in a classroom. And because that not all kids are on the same, you know, they're all, especially by second grade, they're really spread out. So Uh, technology allows um you know the the teacher doesn't have to the the teacher can let uh the program do some of the placement for all of these kids so they're working on exactly what they need Mm -hmm. they're not all going to be needing the same stuff at the same time
2: and that's the important part right yeah it's individualized yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. ashley do you have anything to add (laughs) is she still there (laughs) i don't know i guess not okay so
0: i had I had it as Graham came to ask me a question. I said okay,
2: <laughs> you'd like to add. I wanted to make sure you, you um,
0: have or if there were any. Well, I was just earlier, uh, I like what she said about, you know, a lot of people get confused because they think that the science of reading is just phonics. Yeah. And I love that Tiffany really called that out. And I was going to plug a little bit the Educate podcast by APM Reports. Yes. They did. They mm-hmm. um, I think it was the I think it was the December 20th episode that they did on the new salvos and battles over reading. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to flip through my podcast app right now. Obviously, I'm having a lot of technical difficulties here. I've got four different machines going. <laughs> but in the, in the review of Lucy Calkins program that came out. And I wish I could remember his exact name, but it's been a couple of weeks since I listened to the podcast. He said it, he said it, this, this man, this expert in reading was, who was one of the reviewers yeah. of the Lucy Calkins program yeah. said, you know, it's just, people need to give up the argument that science of reading is just phonics. Everybody yeah. knows just phonics, that argument has absolutely got to die. So he yeah. said it. So when you brought it up, that instantly made the podcast pop into my head. And I just wanted to plug yeah. APMs to educate.
1: That's a terrific source of information. And I was just discussing this with, with a couple of people over the last couple of days, is that, you know, the, the thought leadership for um, the, the academic leadership and the thought leadership I mean the, the US and, and and Australia they're really leading leading the way and so um, I, I really think even though there's so much arguments with the the science of reading going on in the United States and and even in Australia you, you guys are are further ahead than we are here because uh, and I know this by the type of comments that come in mm. to us so we, we go all over the we, we go all over the, the globe. And and uh, only twenty percent of our, our our followers are British, but the types of comments that come in, um, if they're negative comments about phonics, they're almost always they're almost always. I mean, we know pretty much where they're where they're coming from, just by reading the types of comments. So if it's about colored lenses, it's likely to be British. Yeah, I mean, if they're fighting me because I said uh, something about colored lenses or, or crazy glasses or something, you know, they're fighting me about about that if it's about oh, phonics doesn't work for dyslexic kids they like likely to be from from this location so um we're, we're looking towards the um you know the thought leadership in 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 the united states and and i just meant it just came to mind because the 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 what the reference you just gave i mean is a great great uh tool a great place for people to go for good information all over the world i'm encouraging the whole world to look <laughs> look at it
2: I yes will- I wanted to hear a couple quick comments. Um, I have Monique uh, Day, who's a good friend of mine, who's a um, reading teacher, who's Barton trained, um, says, I agree, Enid, Nessie never hurts and can help any child. Yeah. Um, she uses Nessie, loves Nessie. Um, so what I'm trying to say there too is it's okay to combine programs. Yeah, um, yeah we're, we're
1: know, fine with that too. Yeah,
2: she's very passionate about Barton, and she's very passionate about about Nessie. So I just kind of wanted to share that because I think that's important too, just to know that you know um, there's so many benefits to different programs and for different kids, and and but but every child benefits, in my opinion, from Nessie. Um, and then the other comment was Nessie should be used as a pre- prevention measure. Um, as well so uh, we know instruction school is more likely to omit phonemic awareness so even more important to make sure so she's saying preventative measure for any child because we know they're not going to get a proper from what we know about what's happening in schools yeah. today they're not going to get a proper exposure to phonological awareness and and phonemic awareness at this point so yeah. it to so, to look at it so i'm just saying to parents out there that have little ones Look at it in terms of, okay, they're going to go to school solid in these skills, no matter what, even if they're not getting them at school.
1: They're, they're t- um, so to, to um, Monique's co- comment, uh, I, I agree. And I will tell you that the center that I own in Texas, um, many of the tutors there are Barton trained and use Nestle as a, a supplement. So we we will say this and say it all the time that we are never going to say Nestle is supposed to replace a one-on-one teacher. I mean, a one-on-one teacher is always best, but Mm -hmm. what it was designed for it was to get to the masses for people to, I mean, they can supplement with it, or there are so many people that just don't have access to anything. And so a one-on-one specialist like yourself is always going to be better than an online program, but the online program is a great supplement and it's great. And it's great on its own. The other thing, the other comment is, um, I did a long case study in a, of several schools, but one of them was at a Texas school. And just because um, Ashley's in Texas, it was a Texas school, followed the kids from kindergarten through second grade. And they used it in second grade all the as a classroom. It was just part of their, their daily routine. Every child, every ability level, everyone got got Nessie
2: mm-hmm. uh-huh. in the
1: classroom. And um, the, um, the results were incredible. So we were pairing it, uh, comparing it to a paper based. Um, program, mm-hmm. so the kids that got the paper-based program I didn't do anywhere as close to the ones that got mm. got Nessie as the as the phonics instruction in the classroom. So it can be used for a whole class for phonics as
2: well. So exactly, yeah. and as a preventative measure, because although you're saying yeah. supplemental, they may not have so many issues if they're given this exposure. Yeah. And I say i'll I'll, one of the things i found with working with my students and and we know about learning is that when you can make an emotional connection have an association to something else that's meaningful to you you're going to be able to learn something better so again the monkey and having this like it it, it's fun it's you know that's the other thing when learning is fun kids get engaged in it so with all of those things in place, you know this kid is having this emotional connection because they're experiencing success too, and because they have this special little character that they're with. Um, I believe that that's one of the reasons why they saw that those results from that to paper. Because
1: yeah, that, I think fun. that's a great yeah, that's a great. Uh, a, a, I think that's a great way of looking at it. Um, supplement. So let me, let me clarify that. So supplement to a specialist like you. So, mm-hmm. if the child has significant, so if we know the child has dyslexia or um, significant reading issues and they have a one on one tutor, it's a great supplement for all of those, mm-hmm. those programs that we mentioned, many of those, Barton Wilson, um, all of those. But it, um, for, the, for a general class, uh, it's, it's good for everyone. It's good mm-hmm. for everyone in the class because you're going to have some kids in there that really that's just enough. It's enough for them. That's all they need. It's enough structured literacy for them. It's enough. It's going to get them to what they need uh, to get on to the next
2: level um sorry i was just i had a question coming in <laughs> okay i can't see them online. no um uh so oh yeah and another another good comment this comment just came in okay. um was that uh it allows teachers work with small groups while yes. other people are working online Yeah. so that came from um especially a special ed teacher so it's true it's like uh it's, it's brilliant because truly when sometimes you need to target instruction for a student where you really need to give them that intense one-on-one and sometimes it's a, that's a really good point because let's say we introduced rhyming and and one student needs rhyming a lot more and three out of you know the group can just need reinforcement of rhyming yeah put them on Nessie while well, you're really targeting it strong with that one kid who needs a little bit more of that one-on-one yeah. so that's a really great that's a great.
1: Uh, we, we see teachers using it that way when they're using it in the whole classroom. It's really brilliant. So they break the kids up into like three groups and they do a rotation. And so you have two of the groups on the on Nessie and then one group is at her table or his table and they're, uh, you know, do, working on specific skills because she has them yeah. grouped together and things. And then she rotates them through and then takes the next group in. So, yeah, yeah it works brilliantly right. that way.
2: Something that teachers could really benefit from, too, because it's important overwhelming in the schools right now. And so they're trying to meet the needs of all the kids and it's really challenging. And then you don't feel like they're you're giving them busy work or just sticking them on a computer. They're getting very valuable interventions. Yeah. It's wonderful. Perfect. All right, Ashley, you got to keep us, how are we doing on time and everything? Do you have anything to add?
0: We're at 42 minutes. So we're approaching the 45 mark. So we might want to
2: think about wrapping up. Okay, um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that um, I definitely want to encourage everyone that's in the California, Northern California area um, to really consider coming for our fundraiser. Uh, It's going to be um, really neat. I mean, I've never been to a film premiere and we're going to have a red carpet and a really fun photo booth and um, the movie and a meet and greet with some really special people in the dyslexia world, um, including Tiffany and Mike. And uh, it's just, I'm, just so excited about it, so I'm really hoping, um, yeah, just just to have people spread the word in the Sacramento and um, northern Northern California area. Well, we're so
1: excited. We we we're so excited to come and, and participate in this. And then the the office is all on Twitter about it. already. We're excited <laughs> because you know, the art team's getting ready to design some invitations and do all kinds of fun stuff. So we're so excited about.
2: It. Oh yes, yeah, so exciting. And it's going to two and really incredible causes, and I think it's 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 what I'm really excited about as well is we're getting some really wonderful people together that share the same passions, same passion and the same, you know, ideas about where we want to go with helping parents. And so I, it's it's really going to be a great opportunity too, just to meet people in in this realm. And yes, we're very excited.
1: Yeah. I mean, we 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 love that that I mean, and Ash- Ashley and um. And I, and I and and you as well have this uh, same passion and it is trying to provide these types of, of services to families that just can't, can't afford it. I mean, not that we wouldn't want everyone in the world to have it, but there are some families that, that just can't afford it and they really, really, it's heart-wrenching to not be able to take care of their children and get their children what they need. And so it's being able to do our small part and help with a little bit of that.
0: I, I agree. And I have to say too, you know, Enid, this was your brainchild, and you threw it together, and you know you connected with Tiffany, and you both just absolutely ran with this and made this a reality. Um, and, well, and
2: this would be happening. I'm, without her. I'm so excited. Right. Oh, I was just gonna say none of this would be happening without Tiffany and Nessie. I mean, I just were yeah. so grateful to pair um, partner with them, and um, I'm just yeah. So I it I. Thought of it, reached out to to Tiffany, and yeah, it just went from there. Just beautiful. And I can't
0: wait to see Michael because I know our leader Alicia came home from Portland yeah. and said even the men were crying. Yeah. True. everybody in the room was bawling at the end of Michael, and I was just like, I'm dying to see it. So.
1: <laughs> well, well, we're excited to excited to show it. Um, I wanted to tell Ashley before we sign off. So. Um, the, the book what i need is Grant. grant is actually was he he's um selected to be in the book so you're gonna get so you're gonna get an email from lucia asking you to verify that that is okay but i had my team give me a list of their favorite uh dyslexia superheroes and there's seven of them that have been selected so they gave me the list and i went through the list and you know a- added uh, one or two of my own but uh, so we have our, our final seven list is, and Grant was one that was uh, voted by, by both groups to be in that um, seven. So, but we'll, you, so you'll get a letter to make sure that it's okay before he's in. It. If well, it is okay, the artist Leah will probably next week start putting him into caricature for a page. So <laughs>
0: <but>. <laughs> He will absolutely love that. So, you know, just a little bit of plug about him. he, he just turned 11 last week, but for his 10th birthday last year, he raised $1,400 to give. T- he wanted to buy dog food to take to the animal shelter where he got his dog, Henry.
1: Yeah.
0: And yeah. I knew that Tiffany and Nessie were doing uh, uh, dyslexic. Celebrating. The, yep. Yeah,
1: kids with it. The, yeah. That have
0: And one of my friends encouraged me to reach out to you and and to do that. So I sent you a message and yeah, y'all, y'all put Graham up as doing, as donating the food. We didn't get around to it until the fall because our schedules are so manic, but you know, in the fall, we went and bought $1,400 worth of dog food, which equated to a couple hundred pounds. (laughs) Um, You know, sadly it was only going to last the, um, the shelter about a day and a half. $1,400 $1,400 was going to feed dogs for a day and a half. That wow. was kind of bad, but yeah. <laughs>
2: Wow. Well, it's, what a great you know.
1: thing he did to, to do oh, yeah. that. We, we were so impressed. And um, yeah, I believe it. I believe I believe it'll have uh, he and Henry together, the, 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 the page. But again, oh. we'll, we'll make sure it's okay with you before and him. <laughs> we, put him in. we won't have his last name. <laughs> he will
0: be so excited. <laughs> but thank you for that.
1: Oh, well, you're welcome. No. And it was the, it was the team that sent over that that uh, shortlist to me. So they oh. it t- it touched their hearts. And you know we have I think about a hundred Nessie superheroes. So wow. And, and we had to get we had to narrow it down to just seven. So he was yeah he was he really touched their hearts as well. So
0: Aww,
2: thank, thank you. you. That. <laughs> <laughs> He's my baby boy. Proud of him. Sweetheart, <laughs> too. I know. So such a big heart. I mean, to do that to yeah that's beautiful oh
1: yeah we, I mean we lo- we love it' don't we we'd love to see children that are um kind of giving of themselves to to, to causes or or mm-hmm. others you know just it's it's lovely isn't it when you're really working, working working for some for other people or other or animals it, it is
0: it is makes it makes me feel like maybe I'm doing something right <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think Oh, you, you are, are. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: think you must be.
2: I wanted to give two special shout outs today. Um, I meant to do this. uh, Lindy Jones for the beautiful Dyslexia Initiative mugs. Um, Thank you so much, Lindy, for sending us our mugs. And um, I wanted to give a special shout out to Nikki Barner. an extraordinary advocate in Sacramento who without her, we, w- I wouldn't be able to, we wouldn't be able to do this fundraiser. So she's
1: doing great work, isn't she? Oh my gosh.
2: She is just, it's, it's a to meet her. She might be a right? dynamo. Yes. She's a dynamo and, and, and she's, she's yeah, making it happen and doing so much and I'm so grateful for her. So yes, really
1: good. I, and then I wanted to mention too, that if, if, Anyone emails me oh, yeah. that's watched Grant this, doesn't. they're going to get, they'll, they'll get the, the what I need book first as it, when it comes out, like Lee, I will show you some of oh. Leah's artwork. So, and the one that Grant will be in, if, if that's okay with Grant. <laughs> oh, that
2: yeah, is so They emailed
1: me and said that they watched this, that they were watching it and they sent me an email. They'll, they'll get one of the first copies. We'll get them, oh. we'll get them an electronic PDF and then we'll get them the actual book in the, in the mail to them. No matter where they are in
2: the world. Okay? Do you have? I can't believe I didn't have it with me today because it's truly my favorite book. Do you have Dyslexia Explained so you can hold it up? I don't <laughs>
1: have one right here in front of me. I do, but uh, my camera doesn't work. I it always has I
2: it right there. I got one down in the other
1: room. But I don't, I don't, I don't
2: I know. Right you know what? I'm going to post it today on. Okay. So please explain to me how people get that book. Because I know it's not, you don't sell it in the United States. So how do they go about getting that book? Because it truly. Yeah, is, it, best in serve. the
1: United States, it, it, the money the money raised from it is it it goes to the trust. So they have to um, just just write into info at nessie uh, The American team will get it out, but the money goes to the trust. And then, actually, Mike and I are going to the dyslexia show in the United Kingdom, and we have a bunch of things like the new book, what I what I need, we'll have dyslexia explained, and some other fun hairy stuff that's really cool and. Every time anybody buys any of that Nessie stuff, all the money just goes directly into the trust to support uh, kids with tutoring, or or send teachers to on on uh, to be certified to to learn structured literacy. So it, it goes to one of those two things if they if they buy something.
2: I
0: love that. So wonderful. Mm-hmm. I love that. Well, Tiffany, thank you so much for coming on again. You're I apologize welcome. for you know being almost an hour late. I appreciate your patience. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> these, these things, these things happen. I'm glad we got it working.
0: So, yeah, it was lovely to talk to you both. It was absolutely lovely. And say hi to
2: Mike. And we will, we'll Before actually see you, you. In May, days. yeah, you're coming out in May. May thirtieth. yes we have to say the date, May thirtieth. Everybody, put it on your calendars.
0: <laughs> May thirtieth, Sacramento, California.
2: Okay, we'll meet you there.
0: Yeah, we <laughs> well, thank you both, and have a great rest of your day. Okay. All right. Bye. 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 Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye.